is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today, I'm so excited to welcome a dear friend and a colleague to the show, Sonal Chef Zawari. Sonal, I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into a conversation because I know you and I know how amazing you are, but this global audience needs to get to know you. And you have uh, such incredible experience. You're an author, you're an emotional intelligence strategist, a speaker, and a motivational coach. But girl, you have had many reinventions in your career. So tell us a little bit about that because I know you're willing to put it out there and be vulnerable. And is it right that this is your fourth reinvention? This is my fourth reinvention. It is. It is. And I uh, turned 50 last week and I'm not shy about that either. Happy birthday. Thank you. And being 50 has given me the privilege uh, to join the world of wisdom. I love it. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm not looking down at it. I'm looking up to it like, yes, bring it on kind of thing. Um, and I share that because when I started my adult career, right, when as a, as a grown-up, you can tell I have a six-year-old. Uh, <laughs> when I became a grown-up and I graduated school, instead of going to medical school in the Indian culture, my family immigrated here. And I've been working since I was nine. I've watched my parents come here to the States and work endless jobs, four jobs, five jobs apiece, whatever it took. So by watching that, I was able to, when I got out of college, I was offered a really great opportunity to teach high school instead of go to med school. And I taught high school biology. And I did that at 22 years old. And they said, Hey, we'll pay for your master's degree. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. So in the daytime, I taught high school biology in the evenings, I got my master's degree. And on the weekends, I drove two hours away to run the family motel business. Yes. Wow. Your traditional motel hotel. I get it for Indians. And um, I did that until uh, for about eight or nine years. And I had a lot of my ups and downs like everyone else. We were the first high school, Caroline, in the nation that was partnered with The Ohio State University that we wrote our own curriculum as educators. So we didn't have textbooks. We got a piece of paper that said cover all of this throughout the year. Why I'm bringing that up is because now, 20-something years later, that has benefited me. It was hard. It was new. It was exciting. Socratic method. What? How do I do that? A sentence. <laughs> and then um, I got tenured. And I moved and I moved to Arizona. And so I decided to teach community college because the schools out there, what I was teaching in community college out there was similar to what I was teaching in high school in the Midwest. So that tells you the difference in levels. And so I decided to do that and a couple of other things. I've always had a side hustle. As time went on and I moved to Indiana, my third reinvention came in because now I moved to Indiana. My um, husband at the time had gotten a job with Lily and I was like, I don't want to be in the classroom. I don't want to grade papers. I want to teach and inspire and educate people and kids, but I don't want to go home with all these papers to grade. And so I uh, started volunteering. I was like, let me create my own thing. And I started volunteering. And at the Ruth Lily Health Education Center, they were like, hey, can you do this for us? And that was K through 12. And I did that part-time and then I did some other gigs part-time and I kept reinventing myself because I was like, yeah, that works and I can do that, but I'm also passionate about this. And I truly believe in exploring different spaces 
especially when I have a steady or secure job, right? It doesn't have to be what I love, but I can explore what I love. And I say that because I know a lot of women that I meet that are in that space. And finally, 2007 hit. I was laid off the day I bought my condo, the exact day. And I was like, holy camoly, what do I do from here? I was uh, divorced at that time. So it was different in that I could go, okay, I'm going to get my hustle on. And that was 2007. And it didn't realize that at three years later, I would still be unemployed because I was either overqualified or underqualified. I didn't want to be in the classroom. So I started marching out to um, charter school. Someone told me that charter school teachers don't have to have the same level of degrees that other education facilities had. So I said, well, why don't I go and help train teachers to be teachers? And I kept pitching that to different charter schools. And one of them, just one out of the eight or nine I went to said, sure. And I went, oh, okay. And I came home and I went, how the heck do I do that? And I just tapped into resources, called people, talked to people, created a, you know, a proposal. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. And then I started doing that. So along the way, I just started creating as I went along. And in 2010, I needed to have benefits. I needed to have that stability. I got married. I wanted to have a kid. And so I took a job at Widely Publishing. I went corporate and merged it with education. And I loved it. And I was in sales. And I didn't love it because I was in the cubicle. And I was like, "Ah, I don't love this. But I loved the what of it. And so I knew that if I was patient, And if I stood still and I listened and I did something, even if I wasn't passionate about it, that I would get the lessons I needed. And it worked out perfectly because we, my husband and I bought a house. I was uh, 47 years old. We bought the house and a week later I lost my job. And my husband looks at me and says, holy beep, what are we going to do, honey? And I said, go take our daughter to the park. Give me one hour to grieve. And I need to get my hustle on. And he goes, what does that mean? I said, you didn't know me in my first life. I need to get my hustle on. And within that afternoon, Caroline, I sold $400 worth of stuff on Marketplace. I talked to a bunch of friends and I said, what do I do well? And I built this business. And today, which you don't know, today is my third anniversary of my business. Happy anniversary. Wow. That they told me you don't have a job. And I said, I need to figure this out. And so I figured it out and I did it with the process. And that's something that I'll share later. So I'm sorry for extending that out, but I wanted to share that because I am meeting more and more people every day. And I do want to make one point that was really hard along the way. Our culture and our society has changed a bit. Back in the days when I was going through that experience and going from a job to a gig to a hustle, the resume didn't look so great when people interviewed you. Like, well, why were you leaving from place to place? You know, what does that say about you? And it was a very uncomfortable space to be in. So a lot of you out there might have that dialogue with someone else. But what's happening today in my experience is people are embracing that. They're celebrating it, that people can figure out their skills and find a way to hone in on it. So I love that cultural shift in the professional That is amazing. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story. It means so much to me. And my goodness, you have gotten your hustle on and then some, and and I get it. We're in a global pandemic, so there are different situations that are happening in our life today, but you are thriving as an author, a strategist, a speaker, and a motivational coach. And you've built this incredible business on the concept of stretching. So unpack that for me, Sonal, because it means things to different people and you have a very intentional definition there. 
I do. I do. Thank you for that. Yeah. So stretching for me, I had the, the night before I lost my job, I had a dream that was, I was having heart palpitations. I was having stress about, I don't love my job, but I got to go do it because it's comfortable. It's comfortable. I'm getting a paycheck. I have 401k. I have benefits, but I kept having issues with sleeping. And I just woke up one day and said, have I stretched today? And I went, oh no, I got to go do my yoga. And I went, no, I mean, I am not stretching out of my comfort zone. I'm staying where I'm so comfortable, yet I'm not happy. So what is my responsibility there? And that same day when I lost my job, I said, if I don't take advantage of this moment that the universe is landing in my lap, then, then it's on me, right? It's on me to be unhappy for the rest of my life and my career. So stretching to me is where I designed, how are you going to step out of your comfort zone personally or professionally and what's the method in doing so? And so I have, I, I have divided it for myself in breaking it down to an acronym. Would you like me to share with you what that acronym is? Yes, please do. Please so, do. And I designed this um, just in this last couple of years. And this is how I'm coaching and training and implementing my emotional intelligence and communication workshops is through this process. And it is as follows. Stretch. The S in stretch stands for self awareness, right? Who am I? What am I feeling? What am I doing? What does that mean? So those are big questions. How am I showing up? What do I want to change? The T in stretch is for tone. Set the tone. Determine the attitude you are going to have towards this change in your life, personally or professionally, small or big or just average. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be like this huge stretch out of your comfort zone. R is for reflect on what's needed. What's your ultimate intention and purpose? What resources do you need? You know, determine what you already have and what you need to acquire. And then E is for engage in new ideas. Exit your comfort zone. Explore your options and identify, identify different paths to achieving that goal or intention, right? Be open to new perspectives. The T, the second T, my favorite T <laughs> is take action, right? Because I always tell people, you ever have those people in your life who are like, I know, I know, I know. I call them the I know kings and queens, right? And I want to say, I know you know, but what are you doing? What you're doing this behind it, right? So yeah. Take action, step into the stretch and follow through with the extension. Don't let doubt prevent you from completing the stretch you've started. You've identified the steps. Now stay in action. And C is for change management. Collect the data, right? What's working? What's not working? Evaluate, make adjustments, ensure that the path that you're on is leading you towards your goals. And by the way, you may go, uh-oh, this is not working. I got to start all over. Awesome. What did I learn? Yeah. Right? Because stretching increases agility. The more agile you are, the easier changes for you to manage. And we all know today, change is constant. It's always been constant, but this global pandemic and everything that's happening in our world and society today, constant change, right? And so H is for harness the power. You've just done something 
flipping huge. You've identified a need. You detour, determined your course of action. And here's the and I love. You followed through. Celebrate your stretch out of your comfort zone. And this is just the beginning, right? Now you get to take what you've learned, the confidence you've built, and you keep you get to keep stretching, right? And if you failed, which I think failure is always the beginning of something new, what did you learn from that failure? And then take that and then rebuild. Sonal, your energy is palpable. I can feel it through the mic and I cherish you for that. We'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So we are living through a global pandemic and it is a very interesting time and it has impacted so many of us, yourself and myself included. And I know as a fellow speaker, we talked earlier about how many of our in-person gigs were canceled, but you are the ultimate pivoter, right? And you've used your stretch concept to figure out what's next. So talk to me a little bit about your value cards. I'm really eager to learn more about those. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, in the last three years of doing what I'm doing, like you said, and I'm going to reiterate that for all of our listeners to know that um, one thing I really always feel like kind of works for me is be careful on how we compare ourselves to others, right? It's so easy yeah. to do with social media. I do it every day. I look on social media because that's, I live on LinkedIn. So if you ever want me on LinkedIn, just follow my name, Sonal Sheth Zawari. But when I get on there, I'll tell you, Caroline, that I see other people like you and all these speakers do awesome things. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. Oh gosh, what's wrong with me? Or I might have these questions. And I wanted to share that because I have people in my life that go, you do do that? I'm like, well, yes. Absolutely. We all do this. So, you know, even in that space and time, the one thing I tell everyone, my main message is keep moving, keep moving no matter what, right? Press the record button, go do it. If you're following me, you'll see, I have some really cheesy and silly recordings on my seven day stretch challenge. And I recorded it with no makeup and nothing on. And I didn't know how it would be received. And I had to say to myself, don't worry how perfect it is. Just do it. And so in that light, I took all the feedback that I've been hearing a lot about corporate culture, company culture, organizational culture, and saying either we have it, but we don't know how to sustain it, or we don't, we need to change our corporate culture. And then I would turn around and ask these leaders and these humans and say, if you could tell your people on your teams and organizations, anything you could about them and and how you celebrate them, but you're struggling with how to say it and position it, I get it. I'm a, I'm an extrovert. So if you're not, I could get it. It's a little bit more challenging. What would you want to say to them? And I collected that information, Caroline, and I put them into cards and I call them my true you, which is my company name, value cards. And there are these cards that on the one side of them says, I celebrate you. And on the other side, I have designed for my business, five leadership categories that are prominent to me. And they are like cultivate and communicate and collaborate and motivate and innovate. 
And I did that so that organizations and people and leaders can look at that and say, hey, that's an area that there's a gap in my organization. I would love to tackle that. And these value cards each have phrases that say things like, I value you because you ask great questions. I value you because you contribute great ideas. I value you because you're quiet yet powerful. And they all hit these different leadership categories. And so I like to think of it as being the hallmark of the professional world. Why not pass those out? And you know, when COVID happened, I I printed them, I launched them and I went, "Uh uh-oh, they sell in decks of 30 cards in one deck. And I thought, okay, now people are not in the office space. Some people are, so awesome, but some people are not. So then I thought, Caroline, when's the last time you wanted to run to your mailbox and get something that went, oh my God, I got some mail. Yay, this is awesome. (laughs) Right? You got mail, but this time it's physical. I put one of those in an envelope, send it out to the people in your, your crew and let them know that I see you, I hear you, I value you, I'm with you. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Thank you for that. What a what a great story. And I'm eager to get to get my cards. And we're going to talk about that soon about how to find you online. So I want to end our conversation talking about accountability because you are someone that motivates and inspires. And then when they leave your gig, right, or the consulting uh, experience, or they they leave the speaking opportunity and they've heard you and they're ready to go. What about when they're on their own and they actually have to make this happen? You have some some techniques about how to hold yourself accountable. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think one of the big things for me, you know, um, and you want to know how I hold myself accountable or the people I work with? A little bit of both. I'd love to hear about what you do, but also how do you inspire others to be accountable on their own? So I really believe one of the characteristics, there are a lot of great characteristics of a leader, right? And one of the, there's, there's several, I'm going to give you top three, if that's okay, that will help answer this question. So one of them is integrity and honesty, right? And to me, I had uh, someone tell me today, which I love that definition. It was like, I'm like, well, how do you define integrity? That's someone you can play chess with over the phone. (laughs) I like it. I love that. Why is that important in answering your question? Because with integrity and honesty, if I show up that way, I work hard on showing up that way. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. One of the things that is one of my strengths that I've been told and that I consistently do is follow up. So how do I hold the people that I work with? I'm constantly following up. And if people need, like as a solopreneur, the way I do that, the mechanism, I'll let you know, I use a CRM right? I take notes. I write things down. I, I chat and say, Hey, this is how this person felt about that. And then I'll send a card right away. I'm that person that does it right then and there. Because if I don't, it's so easy for us to get caught up in life and in busyness. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely so does. Yeah. To me, one of yeah. the characteristics is integrity and honesty. When I show up that way for the people around me, they trust me and they know that I'm going to hold them accountable. That is my token of what I've been told by my clients and everyone else that, oh, someone's going to reach out to you. You can't get away with it. Or if you're in someone's audience, you can't hide because I love people so much. I love watching them and listening to them and seeing what matters to them. Awesome. So how would you distill that for someone listening to say, okay, I hear what Sonal's saying, what, what resonates with her, but what about me? I'm, I'm new on this journey of reinvention, trying to figure out 
how do I get started? So there are a couple questions. I would honestly ask you to answer some questions for yourself. And here are some of those questions that I think are, are valuable. If you could do anything, what could you do? What would you do? Mm. Yeah. Second question or second ask of you, reach out to a trusted friend or colleague. And here's why. When I got into each of those spaces, I didn't silo and isolate myself, right? I went out there and I listened and it wasn't easy to listen. I'm an active listener and I work on it every single day to be better and better and better. Why? Because sometimes we don't want to hear the answer to what we're actually asking. Does that make sense? Because it does. If I ask that question, I'm going to get the answer and I may not want to do it. And so I encourage all of my listeners out there to say, ask yourself, if you could do anything, what could that be? Don't put any other restrictions around it. Just answer the question. Write it down, though. Write it down. And then when you reach out to that trusted friend or colleague, ask them, how do you experience me? What is it that I do or who, what is it about me that makes you want to be with me? What strengths do I bring to the table? And it's really cool, really cool, Caroline, to listen to how other people experience you in ways that you probably had no idea. You know, I have to say, as a, as a fellow coach, I love the way you articulate, how do you experience me? That's brilliant. I'm going to use that and absolutely credit you for it. That is brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you. But I think you're right. And people don't, you know, I, for example, right before I was doing this in all authenticity, I was asking some people, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to answer these questions? And how do I show up? And what do I do? And they went, you're kidding, right? So I'm like, no. They're like, let me tell you how you show up for us. I'm like, Okay. And it was uncomfortable. You know why it was uncomfortable? Yeah. Because it was a compliment and I'm a woman and I right. may have issues with imposter syndrome. I don't know. I'm still exploring a lot of things in my life. I'm a solopreneur. So you out there are as well. So be okay with being uncomfortable. I am finally at 50. And that's the gift I think I have is being okay with being uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. That makes sense. So you are an inspiration and I treasure you. Let's talk about how we can find you online. I know because I, I follow you on social media platforms, but tell our global audience, what's the best way for them to find you online? I am incredibly active on LinkedIn. Social media is not my, uh, it's something that I'm learning to get better at. So LinkedIn is my main spot. You can go to Sonal Chef Zawari, um, or you could even check out my website. Please come and check out my website. I just did it during COVID. So I'm pretty excited. It's Sonal Chef Zawari. As you can tell, that's my brand dot com or have you stretched today.com and Brilliant. on there you can find my book um, that we published as well as my true value cards and I also really quickly I am on Facebook and I have a true you page um, and you can find me on Instagram as well but those are some of the main areas uh, LinkedIn and my website and I do want to give a quick shout out I partnered with my thinking partner she's the one that discovered me Aisha Cargyle thank you out there and we partnered together and created another company called colorful bosses. And that is leadership does not have to be boring. And they, we have compliment cards specifically that you can give to any human out there. It doesn't have to be professional. You can leave it behind and give it to a stranger. If you're interested in learning more, go to colorfulbosses.com. Fantastic. Sonal, I always learn so much from you. I treasure you and I'm grateful to have you in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I'm honored 
to be in your life and to be welcomed by you. I appreciate you so much. Can't wait to see you in person sometime soon, I hope. I hope so too. Take care, my friend. Thank you. And if you like our show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.